The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who follow it. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmony sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and you'll see two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left... For whatever reason, Bradley wasn't able to do his show yesterday, so there's an educational video up on free will. I know some of you guys still stuck in that free will thing. Uh, This is what the Reformation set us free from, all right? Uh, It is God's will working upon us. If you want to check that out, do so, okay? Right there, it'll be there till 3 o'clock this afternoon, and I'm assuming he's going to be on (laughs) at 3 o'clock. 
uh, Eastern. So uh, just be on the lookout for that. If not, we'll have another one of these videos up. On the right side is where we're streaming. All you got to do is click the play button, blow it up on whatever device you're on, and then in the bottom right-hand corner, you'll see the Rumble icon. Click that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. We are streaming live to Rumble on Sons of Liberty Radio Live. We're also on BeforeIt'sNews.com at the top of the page there. Also on uh, DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. And then if you're on my personal or public Facebook pages, which I can't explain to you why they allow those to stay up. I really can't since they pulled our, our main page down. But some of you are still in on that, and we appreciate your support on that. Also, right up under where we're <clears throat> excuse me, streaming live, you can sign up for our email newsletter. You get one of those a day. comes in the evening usually. If you want our ministry email, go to sonsoflibertyradio.com. Sign up on the front of the page. That's once a week, and you'll see what we're doing in the ministry. And then also our donate button is at the top of the page. If you can help us out, keep us out there in the 50 states as well as on Internet and radio, we very much appreciate all of you guys who support us, not only with your prayers but your finances and the encouragement. Many of you, every day, you're in here. and I can't tell you what an encouragement it is to me to see the names of people. You know, some of you I've spoke with on the phone, some of you I've prayed with, some of you have shared concerns, you share news items with me and things like that. We really appreciate your support, really do. And then if you would like to support us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty, that link is available. Our store is also available. This week we're highlighting Bradley's My War comic book novel, The Testimony of Bradley Dean. This was uh, illustrated by former DC Comics artist Danny Bulinati. And uh, you got a young person in your life that likes comics. Maybe you got an older person in your life that likes comics. This is the way to go. And this is not like a comic book like, you know, most comic books are flimsy. The paper's kind of cheap and everything. This is high-quality artwork on really solid paper. I mean, this is, this is a book, more or less, more than it is the comic style as far as the paper uh, quality. Normally, these are, these are $15 donation. Uh, this week only, you can save 20% when you use the promo code COMIC20. COMIC and the number 20, all one word, uh, in our store. And that's through Saturday at midnight. So if you've been wanting to pick this up, you can do so. Let me hit a couple of highlights, and i got a couple of videos I'm going to show you. Then I'm going to bring on our guest, uh, who is joining us live from Oregon. And um, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Bradley taking the time to confront Antifa to their face. Now, He's got one guy here, basically, but there were several people out where he was uh, there in Tennessee, and uh, they were pro-baby murders, okay? And he's confronting them over what they're doing. If you haven't seen the video, check out the video. Uh, it'll inspire you and encourage you. Um, also, cannibalism. This was the show from yesterday. What the WEF wants or judgment of God. And I know I got into some things about God's love. Some people understood it. Some people did not understand that. Going to be probably dealing with that when I get a free day, okay? Um, because God's love is not this syrupy, milk toast, spread it around, you know, um, trying to think of the word, promiscuous kind of love. It's not that kind of love. His love is very specific. We see that not only in the Old Testament with his people there, we see it in the New Testament. Because in the New Testament, his people too. He doesn't have two chosen people. He has his chosen people, period. So uh, I'll probably deal with that in a, an upcoming show, but uh, you can check out this one. And though I know it come come before breakfast for a lot of people, um, it is something you should hear because the re reality is, is this is already happening. It's happening around the world, and I showed you a couple places where people are doing it, and they aren't even in a siege. They aren't even looking for food. They're just engaged in it now. 
It's really, it's really a horrible thing. Also, the U.S. government started a massive wildfire that burned 432 homes. Now the feds are forcing the victims to pay for it. And by the way, if the feds paid for it, the victims would still be paying for it because where are they getting their money? They don't have their own money. They're getting it from you. They're putting the debt on you. All right? And as I've told you, debt is the money of slaves. That's what we're, in, that's what we're engaged in. All those little green pieces of paper you have in your, pro, in, your, in your purse or your wallet, that stuff is debt. It's not constitutional money, gold and silver. It's not that. Also, the U.S. District Judge rules Visa aided Pornhub and profited from child porn. Yep. Good. Good for this judge. Uh, judge Cormac Carney. And um, good for him. You made money off of it? You were supporting this? No, we're not dropping you from the lawsuit. You're in the midst of it. You're, you're in aiding and abetting to this. Also, Swedish scientists, this is the one I based this off of yesterday, uh, the show yesterday, advocate solution for fake climate change cannibalism. This is this guy right here. And then the latest from Ron Paul, Inflation Reduction Act, another D.C. lie, and also from our friend Michael Snyder, 10 promising signs that the insidious mind control matrix the elite have created is starting to crumble. And more and more people are waking up to that, and I'm glad for that. Now, look, some people are still caught in the Q Trump stuff. I get that. But a lot of people have been waking up to exactly what's going on, and I'm, you know, I'm grateful that God's opening some eyes there. Now, a couple of quick videos, and then we're going to bring on our guest. The first one, some of you guys have probably seen this going around social media. These are the British police. They're going after a veteran, okay? They're going after a veteran because of a meme he posted on social media, and you'll hear them. They'll say, you're causing somebody to be anxious. You're causing somebody anxiety. You can't make this up. You really can't. Take a listen. Which Hampshire police would realize how ridiculous this is. It is. It is. What did it need to come to? Tell, tell us why what, you escalated it to this level. Because I don't understand. I posted something that he posted. You come to arrest me. You don't arrest him. Why has it come to this? Why am I in cuffs? Because there's something... He shared, then I shared. Because someone has been caused, obviously, anxiety <laughs> based upon your <laughs> social media page. You can't make this up. Somebody's been caused anxiety. Let me ask a question. Do you think this veteran's given a little anxiety because he's got three or four cops around him? Are they going to arrest themselves? Nope. They're above the law. They got their little Freemason hats on and stuff that they're doing there. I mean, this is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Now, I hate to even show this, but thank God it's uh, pixelated out and everything. But again, these drag queens, we showed you the other week when we had Mad Mix on uh, about the how they were protesting at these drag queen story hours, right? And the drag queens were being ushered out by the cops, chauffeured by the cops. Their bags were carried by the cops. And the people who were protesting the crime that was taking place were treated as criminals by the cops, the agents of the state. That's what they are. You need to, we need to start differentiating this. They are agents of the state. That's what they are. And if you have a problem with that, go back and read our Constitution, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15. Who are the law enforcers? It's you and me, able-bodied men in the militia. That's what it says. We're the law enforcers. We're the ones who repel invasions. We're the ones who put down instructions. Not the National Guard. Not the men in brown. Not the men in blue. It's supposed to be us. 
And we've usurped that responsibility, and we've got to learn to do that again so that we live in freedom instead of under oppression and tyranny. This is a a so-called family-friendly drag show, and I want you to see, kids are right at the front. They've got their little phones out. I mean, these my kids don't even have phones at this age. Um, They look like they're prepubescent, most of them. Um, And they're right here, and it's just... It's absolutely appalling uh, what's going on. You guys who are on Red State, you won't see this, but this is this man dressing himself up like a woman, okay? And kids are on the front row. You're going to see this in a second, and it's pixelated out, okay? But the kids are on the front row. Look, some of them look traumatized by what they're seeing. The other ones are just filming it, okay? I think that's enough. I hate to even, it's shameful to even have to talk about it, let alone show it. But if the ears won't hear it, people, you got to show it to the eyes. And something's got to be done about it. And I tell you, you offend one of these little ones, Jesus, you know, that that your hirelings in the pulpit tell you and your politicians tell you that he just loves everybody. He's just this this little, this little wimpy, milk-toasty, panty-waisted guy who was, you know, kind of moving the sheep. No, no, no. He said... People like that, you cause little little ones to be offended, it's better if you take a millstone tied around your neck and throw yourself in the ocean. Okay? One more and then we're gonna we're gonna bring in our guest. This is a, a nurse who was injured by the Pfizer shot. I want you to listen to what she has to tell those who've not taken the shot yet. I was asked to reply to a comment. What do I think of people who refuse the vaccine, the COVID vaccine? Um, I've been hurt by the Pfizer vaccine. I have CIDP, chronic inflammation, demyelination, polyneuropathy. It's changed my life completely. If I had to do it all over again, I would have never got the vaccine. Um, I do work in healthcare, so I do work with patients. So where I work, we were told, you know, if you get the vaccine, You'll save lives. You won't get sick. You won't die. The media was saying the same thing. So I believed it. Um, My friends that didn't get the vaccine, I thought, how could you not get it? You're going to go home. What if you spread it? What if you have it? You don't know it and you give it to your family members. The worst case scenarios were playing out in my head because of what I was seeing inside the facility. We would have cookouts and things like that with my friends. I had a lot of friends that are unvaccinated and they still aren't vaccinated. We'd have cookouts and at first I was scared to go go there because I thought, oh my gosh, what if they're spreading COVID? It was like the dumbest thing I've ever thought of now that I think of it. Um, And once I started hanging out with them and things, they weren't getting sick. And the ones that did get sick, they got COVID lightly, they were back on their way. I had already gotten my vaccine. I had already started having issues and seeing a neurologist I totally have changed my mind. They were the smart ones. 
They were the ones that didn't wear the masks. They were the ones that hung around each other and <laughs> never caught it, never spread it. Some of the ones did get vaccinated because of their jobs. <laughs> but the ones that aren't, I totally commend you and I wish I was one of you. I think very highly of you. And I'm up upset with myself. No job is worth it. No job. <laughs> so there's my answer. Hmm. Amen. Then that's true repentance. That's truly recognizing you are in the wrong. You're changing your mind. That's what repentance means. And then you're going to change your actions as a result. And this lady, Michelle eu03 on tiktok you know if you happen to get this mark grennan has put together a protocol i'm not a doctor don't play one on tv didn't spend a night in holiday and express but he's put together some information you really ought to see and he says a protocol 1000 of chlorine dioxide will dissolve the things that are in that shot if you take it which is basically three drops of the chlorine dioxide and four ounces of water eight times a day every hour on the hour for three weeks that's what he claims. They've had success with that. He's actually in jail now for preaching the gospel and for helping people to be healed. So if you're out there and you see this, take a look at that. We've also got it. You can find it at Sons of Liberty Media. Just put in Mark Grennan, G-R-E-N-O-N. You can hear the interview. You can check out the information for yourself because there's a lot to do there. All right, now we have a special guest joining us live from the West Coast. So it's like 320 over there. And uh, her husband contacted me a couple of weeks ago. And he says, would you like to have her on? I said, well, well, what's it all about? And so when he told me what it was about, I said, yeah, I'd, lo I'd love to have somebody like that on because, you know, we're all about having people on that either inform us or they're there doing the stuff as we, we talk about. They're out there leading the way in what they're doing. And uh, this morning we have with us Jen Jacobson, and she's with Beloved Cheesecakes. And just want to say good morning, uh, Jen. Good to see you. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yep. Welcome to the Sons of Liberty. And you know what? As you look at this right here, now you're a, you're a businesswoman, and you're out there in the communist state of Oregon uh, under a backwards lesbian governor, Kate Brown, and she's went through all of the statist you know, propaganda, enforcement, and all this stuff, of locking down mass mandates, vaccine mandates, all this. They're not even vaccines. That's fraudulently called that. Shot right. mandates and all this other... And what, what have you done in response to that? Because you've got a business. What have you done in response to her? Um, I haven't complied, and I haven't complied from day one. So it's uh, been quite the journey here in Oregon and in my little town. Okay. So you're kind of like the female version of Tony, Tony Roman, our friend down there in Huntington Beach, right? <laughs> I, I don't know who that is. Oh, you don't? Mm -mm. Okay, well, after this, you'll have to look up Tony Roman. I'll send you our interview. You'll love Tony uh, because okay, Tony yeah. does, does, doesn't does not comply. He pokes them. If they, oh, yeah. if, they made, if they made mask mandates, he banned masks in his, uh, in, his, in his place. If they mandated shots, he banned people who took the shot. If uh, they said there's a curfew installed, he says, we're going to stay open later. That's, that's the kind of guy he is. But I, I see you as probably more of the female version of Tony Roman there. All right, so tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get in the business and uh, what all it is that you do there? Um, so in, I came out of domestic violence eight years ago, and then I 
fell, I was a stay at home mom prior to that. And then I fell into making cheesecakes accidentally. I was waitressing and working at a winery. And in 2015, I was on this food share program and I got a flat of blackberries and it's like, what am I going to do with these blackberries? It was right around Christmas time. And uh, so I just decided that, uh, you know, I wasn't involved in my kids' school like I had been. And I'd make a blackberry cheesecake for the staff just to say thank you and for Christmas. And that started Beloved Cheesecakes pretty much. I um, made this cheesecake not knowing if it was done or good. And I presented it to the staff the day before Christmas break. And then I went and picked up my boys the next day for Christmas break. And uh, the secretary said, Jen, who made your cheese or who made the cheesecake? And I said, I did. And she was like, get out of here. That was the best cheesecake I've ever had or that we've had. And um, so I thought, well, that's what I'll do for Christmas. I'll give cheesecake and then pair it with wine. And that will be my Christmas gifts. And that happened December, 2015, the day after Christmas, I posted pictures on my cheesecakes and it was actually therapy for me baking them because it was my very first Christmas without my boys. And so it really stopped my mind from racing and, um, I had three people contact me on my private Facebook page, ask me if I can make a cheesecake for them for New Year's and they would pay me. And I was like, what? I, I didn't feel right about taking their money. And then it just became word of mouth and it became a little side hustle. But I actually went to school for social work, um, not to start my own business, but obviously you're a really strong believer. And so am I, and God had different plans and that's why it's beloved cheesecakes because I'm his beloved and he is mine. Amen. And, um, this is, it's a hundred percent his shop. It's not my shop. It's his. Amen. You, you already answered the question for me. Cause I was going to ask you, how do you get the name for that? Uh, my family is a huge, they're, they're huge fans of cheesecake. My wife, makes the best cheesecake my girls have learned to do that especially when they get you know some cherries or some blackberries or blueberries or something like that and drizzle on ah uh, uh, we're gonna get into this thing about eating here <laughs> yes here before anybody eats breakfast but that's i think that's great so here's the thing when does the when does the mandates come down in oregon there was that or that was early on in what 2020 Yes. And what what happens? How does that roll out? And then what's your what's your what's your immediate response to that? Um, well, I had opened um, my brick and mortar storefront uh, eight months right before the lockdown. And then, you know, and like at that time, I was a sole parent to three boys. So then the lockdown happens in that first initial three weeks or maybe it was two weeks. I can't even remember the flatten the curve, whatever they were calling it. Um, I took that time and just kind of hung out with my boys and thought, what are we going to do? You know, I worked really hard getting off the uh, government assistance, getting off a TANF, getting off the EBT card, um, really trying to make it for my boys and I. And then, you know, after that initial two weeks or three weeks, it started to be where now I'm having to get back on the EBT card, um, get back, you know, 
getting help from the government and that is not who I am. That's not, I mean, I'm grateful that it was there for that time period and I needed it with three boys. Um, but that's not, it wasn't my goal to stay on that. And so after the three weeks, I just started, people started contacting me asking me to do special orders. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to keep going and do special orders. And then the mask thing came in July of 2020. And I knew before, I knew it was coming. I, I remember seeing plexiglass up at a store that I was at. And I said, oh, how much do you want to bet that this will never come down? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, it'll come down. I'm like, yeah, it's not going to come down. And um, then the mask thing came in in July of 2020. And it's, I came from trauma. My dad was a meth addict. I um, had no mom, no siblings growing up. And one of the punishments punishing things my dad did was have me wear a paper bag over my head. And that was called my thinking cap. So for me to put something over my face, I can't do it. And, um, and then beloved cheesecakes is all about relationships and, you know, you get that through expression and, and you're taught that in human development and in the social work program and in the social work program, you're taught to accept people where they are, meet them where they're at um, put your biases aside that everyone has, that they use a terminology of sense of self agency. So you're not supposed to tell people what to do. And then now that's what they're asking everyone to do. And I'm just like, I, I can't do it. And I, so I never did the mask. We never wore it. We let people come in without masks. Um, I'm in a very left leaning town and, uh, so all those people that loved me in the beginning and helped with a Kickstarter, uh, I'm not so beloved to them anymore, but I had to stand on my convictions and it, it's been God that has got me through hundred percent. Amen. Amen. Well, not only that, but there's been, there's been some other things that go on. Let me ask you before we get into the other things that have gone, gone on, um, what did you face as a result of taking this stand? Did you have the cops show up, the agents of the state trying to shut you down, uh, trying to make you wear a mask, trying to make you take a jab? Uh, did you have fines? Was there threats of imprisonment? Was What, what went on out there? Um, honestly, I had no cops showing up. I, did, I was turned in to OSHA six times, um, but I never received a fine. I really believe it's the favor of the Lord. I really do. I, I know I'm not sounding, um, trying to sound boastful or prideful, but it's his shop. And he really, there is a purpose for beloved cheesecakes. I'm not exactly quite sure yet, but um, it's, I've had his favor. So I, I, I was turned into OSHA six times uh, and I would just respond the same way. I, I learned early on in business, keep it simple or the acronym KISS, keep it simple, silly. And um, so I just, I wouldn't go into it. I would just say, well, we provide facial coverings and that was it. Um, And they never came after me. I was, you know, I definitely got a lot of boycott here from people in our town that, you know, and that was kind of heartbreaking, but at the same time, um, I, I, I'm not going to follow these mandates. And then, oh, I, and I guess withstanding, um, 
when the nurses, we have a hospital in our town and when all the healthcare workers were losing their jobs from not, you know, getting the jab, they had their last day of work. They had posters and their shoes. And I mean, it was heartbreaking to see what was happening. And I had a nurse reach out to me and ask me, um, excuse me, after 45 minutes of them having their poster boards and shoes out there, the janitor was already cleaning it up. And it really upset a lot of the healthcare workers. And so I had a nurse contact me and ask me if I would display the shoes and signs in my window because I'm right on Main Street. And I was, I felt so honored and I was absolutely. And so I had their signs in, the, in my windows and their shoes on my window ledge for over a month. And, um, you know, I took a lot of flack for that too by certain people in the community. The mayor here doesn't really like me. Um, that's okay. I'm, I'm okay. Not being liked. I I'm out for one person's approval and that's God and that's it. And I've said from the beginning, God, you'll have to audibly tell me to put on a mask because I'm not going to, I have to hear it from him. I, I was already, I came out of power and control and abuse and I'm not going to subject myself to that again. Amen. Amen. No, and, and I, I think the Lord does do that. You know, we what we pointed to all along during this is Psalm 91. And I remember when all these things started coming in, you were talking about the two weeks to, to flatten the curve. And now we're here, what, almost three years later, and they're getting ready to ramp it up again. I told yes, people, I said, this isn't going away. No, we've, seen the, we've seen the, the, the Operation Lockstep. We've seen what they've said. We're going to increase the, the pandemics because they are planned. Um, and the people are being diverted over into China and everywhere else. And I'm like, your government is doing this. This is yes. what your government is doing to you. They're doing it to you to bring you into subjection, into slavery, and you can't do it. And I remember warning. I, I said, the Second Amendment applies here, too. Arm yourself, business people. Get together with your, your fellow business owners on the street, on the strip, wherever you're at, in the same mall or whatever, and say, you know what? We're going to arm ourselves. We're going to arm our, our, our patrons, not our patrons, but our employees. And if somebody comes, the boys in blue or whoever tries to stop us, we're going to all gather around each other at the business they're at, and we're going to tell them, no, you're not shutting them down. No, you're not taking anybody to jail. You're going to leave because this is lawlessness. Yes. And some people will say, that's lawlessness. No, it's not. That's freedom. That's liberty, is to push back against things that are lawless. And so right. I commend you for taking that stand. I told people to do that. And then what, would, what did we see? We didn't, well, we saw some men doing it. We saw a lady out in uh, uh, California who had opened her salon. We saw another lady, I think she had a salon too, down in Texas who did it. The women ended up leading the way, which the Bible says is really a judgment against us. I'm not, I'm not putting the women down. I'm just saying God's having to use the women instead of the men taking their rightful place and authority and standing. So I commend you for doing that and taking that stand. So you didn't have any, are you in a fairly small town there? Is that why yeah. maybe they didn't come after you? Um, I'm honestly, I, I don't know why other than, I mean, we are in a small, it's about 10,000 people, I think maybe a little bit more, but we're right outside of the uh, capital of Oregon, which is Salem. And we're only 40 minutes away from Portland. So I'm not quite sure, honestly, other than again, I give all credit to God a hundred percent. Um, I have been loud and vocal. I don't know if, I don't know if having, I've had national attention because, um, unexpectedly I wasn't planning that at all, but I've had, uh, 
Kirk Cameron and Pastor Ron McCoy, they came and did a story on me in September of 2020. And so that got some attention. And then uh, Fox and Friends in 2021. So I don't know, um, honestly. And then I also speak the language of the liberal left because I went to school for social work. So I know the language. I honestly, I don't know other than it is all Jesus. <laughs> yeah, well, I, look, he uses means, right? He doesn't just all the time just do whatever he's going to do supernaturally. Sometimes he does do that. We recognize yeah. that. But most of the time he uses the means, the, the ordinary means of men and women and what he does. It's just like the gospel. I mean, he could go around and save all his elect, couldn't he? But he chooses yeah. to use little feeble sinful men to preach his gospel that he might be glorified in that because he uses us as trophies of his grace anyway so pr praise god for that all right so but there's something else that went on this wasn't just you how did how did you get such a following of other businesses that said you know what we see you taking the stand we want to take a stand too you led people along the way to take a stand against this tyranny too can you tell us a little bit about how that came about yeah, well, I mean, just being loud and I mean, not I, I don't want to say I'm loud, but I had a sign in my window that said we're a constitutionally compliant business. We accept you if you're vaxxed or vaxxless, masked or maskless, if whatever gender you, you identify with, whatever religion, whatever relates, uh, race, we just love people and want to serve cheesecake. And, you know, it happens to be a comforting um food and it's also brings a lot of joy and happiness to people so and fat <laughs> <laughs> um but i i was really felt alone for a long time actually i would say it wasn't until 2021 where i had a customer come in and she started talking to me about this uh it's called freedom business fellowship and she said, we're having our launch meeting tomorrow night, if you want to come. And I was like, oh, yes, please. I need to know that I'm not alone because I, I truly was the only one here uh, in our area that stood, which was shocking to me, too, because prior to this town being very now less leaning, it was farmers, it was conservatives and rural folk, you know, and now we're it's. Um, it's changed immensely. But anyways, I ended up going to this Freedom Business Fellowship meeting and there was about 35 other people there and most of them all business owners. And oh my gosh, it was just so refreshing to know I wasn't alone. I was crying pretty much the whole time. And um, it's a pastor who is um, hosting it in his church because he's like, you can't shut down the church. And then I found out that he didn't close down his church. And so I was like, I found my home. Um, and then it's just been throughout these, you know, because other businesses have heard that I stood, they reached out to me and started asking me how I did it. You know, what do you do when OSHA contacts you? And so I ended up becoming this which is social work is being an advocate for small businesses and helping them and sharing my experience and resources with them. And uh, so it was really cool because when our mask mandate came, it was off for about three weeks, I think. And then it came back on last August, August of 20, what are we in? 2022, 2021. 
And uh, then that's when I had quite a few businesses in town saying, we're not doing this again. What do we do? And I said, just don't wear a mask and uh, let people in. So um, it is really cool. I I felt honored because I've had businesses out of Portland contact me. I've got my first OSHA call. What do I do? And, um, and then I've gotten really involved in politics, which pre COVID I could care less about politics. So now I'm really involved in politics. Uh, I became a PCP and I've been attending the GOP meetings and um, endorsing candidates and things I never thought I would do in my life, honestly. Yeah, well, I, you know, look, a lot of us don't like to be involved in politics. We, I'm a redneck out in South Carolina. I just want to be left alone. I just yeah. want to be able to live my life. If I have not committed some crime against somebody, then you don't need to be you don't need to be pulling me over. You don't need to be showing up at my house. You don't need to be swatting my house or any of this other stuff. Just leave me alone and leave everybody else alone that's like that too. Yeah. So I get that. Um, if I could give some advice, be careful about the GOP. Um, you know, our forefathers, George Washington, John Adams, and all warned us. John Adams said it was a great evil that he was yeah. concerned about, about a two-party system. And everybody thinks that's the American way. Well, it's not. That's right. a fascist way. <clears throat> Excuse me. That's yeah. a fascist and a Marxist way of dealing with things. And they've warned us about that. And how many times have those people who've taken on the jersey of the R been such cowards? Oh, they'll talk it oh. real big. They've got a big bark, yes. but they don't. Yeah. They don't give any bite to it. They don't. They don't uphold the law the way they say they will. So be careful in that. I'm just giving you some encouragement. You you yeah, see some no, of that too. I, I'm right there with you. <laughs> just some of the observations I've made. You know, because I have no background in politics. I didn't vote in 2016. I, I did in 2020. Um, but what I've observed is, you know, like you. Um, People don't want to get involved in politics. They just want to do the right things, work, be moral. Um, at least the conservative uh, individuals want to. And, uh, you know, they have their heads down. And then we have now what I've observed is that, and I, I it doesn't make sense to me, but you only have one BLM movement. You only have one LGBTQ movement. And now we have... In the conservative realm, we have free Oregon, restore Oregon, mandate free. Um, I mean, the list goes on and on. Oregonians for medical freedom. And it's like, wait a second. Why are we not all coming together? We just need to all band together. Um, and that is one thing that I do admire about the other side is they're, they're all on one path in the all on one track. They may uh, be a, you know, boot you to the wayside, but they're still all on the same course where you have this conservative side that is, we're a house divided, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly right. Well, the reason that is, is because you have to, you have to control the opposition. The other people are all on the same page because they all think the same way, or let me change that. They don't think <laughs> and they're on the same page. They're being led down a path to destruction. Yes. And the reality is those people who are thinking are saying, okay, we've got, to, we've got to do this. We need to come together. But then what they don't understand is the enemy has infiltrated their ranks, 
And as he's infiltrated their ranks, as the Bible says, Satan transforms himself into an angel of light, and his ministers transform themselves into angels of light. And so they come alongside of you. They're speaking the language. They're saying what you want to hear. But when you go look at what they do, it's the exact opposite of what they say. So that's why that that happens. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. And uh, yeah, I'm learning a lot. I... I'm definitely not your traditional or conventional. I, I've never really been able to be fit in a box. Honestly, I've always been uh, just a little bit odd um, and not follow the crowd, I guess, you know, and I'm okay. I don't need, um, I, I'm not looking for social acceptance. I know where I get my value and my acceptance and my worth is from God and you know, that's going through a lot of pain and a lot of experience that I've gotten to this place. Now, my old self, I would never have been able to be in this position, but going through the hell that I went through, um, coming out of my marriage, uh, four and a half years of going to court 12 times, you know, I've, I've learned a lot and going through that, that God has set me up for such a time as this, but, um, yeah, so I don't, I'm not super knowledgeable in uh, the whole political realm. I'm trying to learn as much as I can. I've been going to constitutional classes so I can learn our constitution. And I really want to have it here um, that I'm not just talking it, but I have it here and understanding it. Um, So I am trying to learn as much as I can. Yeah, you know, the the old saying, knowledge is power, right? And you're empowered when you do understand, because many people won't share the gospel because they haven't been in the Word long enough to, to even grasp what's being said there, let alone communicate it. So so they're they're kind of nervous about sharing it. Same thing happens in, in politics when you, if you don't know the Constitution, you go, oh, I uphold the Constitution. Okay, well, what are the first Ten Amendments? This is what I ask for people who are asking for the vote. Tell me the first Ten Amendments to the Bill of Rights. If you can't tell me that, you're unqualified. Sorry, you're, that's the first thing. And the yeah. second thing is your character. Do you have good character? If you don't have good character, this is what I tell people about the guy running for the Oval Office. It doesn't matter who they are. Donald Trump, Joe Biden, Barack Obama. They don't have character, and they've demonstrated it for decades, and yet people say, oh, this is a good moral man. And it's like, what? I know. And you would have somebody be in that position that you would never put in your pulpit, be- not because they didn't know the Scriptures, but because of their, just because of their character. You wouldn't even yeah. have them in there. But we do that all the time, and we justify it and say, well, we're not voting for a pastor-in-chief or you know, whatever. But that's just nonsense. We, we're not putting two to two together. So I'm glad that you're learning those things and you're seeing them. Our, our friend Publius Holda, if you have read any of her stuff, uh, which mm-hmm. you can find at publiusholda.com. I think that's okay. where to go now. Uh, great little lady from Tennessee. She's about, I don't know, 4'11 with heels on. And sweetheart of a lady, but boy, she knows the Constitution. And when she goes to speak, she is a fireball. And she'll make it so simple that you can't miss what it's saying. You just can't that's miss awesome. it. So I'm glad that you're educating yourself. And I'm assuming you're going to be educating other people as you learn yourself, uh, because that seems the kind of person that you are. Okay, so we've got that. We've got a, you've got a following of people that have, have come to you for help and saying, hey, we're not going to do this. So what's the plan moving ahead? Because here we are, we're in, we're in the first week of August. Mm-hmm. And I told people, I said, you watch around September, October, all these mask da- mandates will be ramped up. The vaccines or the shot mandates will be coming back up. And you're going to have to make this decision. So what are you seeing there? What is you guys, when you're talking with your fellow business owners, 
what are you what are you uh, recommending to them and how are they responding to that? Do you have people in your area that can come to your aid or you can go to their aid uh, if there if need be? How how is that kind of taking place prior to them reinforcing these kind of things? Well, um, like I said, I'm a part now I'm on the board of Freedom Business Fellowship. So that very first meeting we had about thirty-five people and now we um, sometimes have over 200 uh, people. So the businesses, the community is coming together and it's all these businesses to stand up against the tyranny. Our slogan is we're not in the business of complying, but in the business for liberty. And uh, so we all will back each other. You know, it's one of those things of, hey, if OSHA shows up, you give us a call. We're all going to be there. We're going to back you. Um, we're trying to be, uh, resourceful and think of other, um, you know, outside the box that we're going to have to start our own healthcare, you know, and there are a lot of, uh, private member associations and private healthcare associations that are starting up and, uh, trying to get us out from the hand of the government and all the permits and things like that. And, so that is what we're doing in my area. I'm, I'm going around. I've been talking to other businesses and telling them about Freedom Business Fellowship because I think that's the thing is it's either you are okay with knowing who I am and, and being in our shop or you don't want to be associated with Jen because she's a little crazy and she's been out there. and Or she's just um, courageous. How about that? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, you know, people care so much about their reputation. And I have said from the beginning, people need to start caring more about their character than their reputation. Amen. And, Amen. And so that's just um, something that I'm really trying to encourage other businesses in the area of, you know, when it comes and it is coming, I, I know it's coming again and all the mandates is we have to stand and not comply. If we would have done this the first time, uh, we want to be in this mess. And, you know, what is it? Um, oh, gosh. Fool me once. Uh, shame on you. you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Yes. Kind of thing. Yep. And so, and I'm seeing people waking up. And I'm just like that nurse. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to talk about that nurse, but I hadn't seen that video. But it um, really makes me want to cry. Because when I came out of domestic violence, I... You know, the more that the further you remove from a situation, the more that you can see how toxic yes. it was. Yep. And I would have people say all the time, Jen, why didn't you leave? And there's that level of shame that comes with it of, yeah, why didn't I? You know, this is embarrassing kind of thing. But then, you know, I, I had more healing and I understood. And you know, I look at my childhood. I look at all these other things and what I was taught. So I know why I went there, but it was not going to happen again. And I took six years being single to really think, um, I allowed Jesus to become my husband and I dated myself and I did all these steps and, um, I didn't want to have to be in a place where I needed a man. Um, but having that, or is that the right word? Yeah, I didn't need, it wasn't necessarily I needed a man, but like a a bonus if I now I have an amazing husband. Amazing. Um, but now with people coming out and waking up, you have to be really careful. 
because there is that level of shame. You know, you can feel that that nurse when she's saying, I wish I wouldn't have done that, you know? And uh, so hopefully those people won't get sucked back into it. Hopefully they'll go through enough of the healing of, you know, you were totally duped by the government. You believe that, you know, it's okay. Now, you know, but don't do it again, you know, kind of thing. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm just really hoping that I can help people that way. And then the businesses here by being like, look at, I haven't shut down and I'm, I am, I am, I'm, I am succeeding. I, it's a lot of work, but I am succeeding and it's with God's help. Um, but a lot of the businesses that did shut down or a lot of the churches that closed their doors, they're not opening and they're closing, you know? Yep. Yep. No, we, we, we have seen a lot of churches that this is to me though, it wasn't disappointing because many of these churches don't have a saving gospel in the first place, and they probably should oh. be shut, okay? Yeah. Uh, because they're harming people. They're not helping people. That's and, right. And, and I know at our church, we didn't have that. I think one Sunday, the church I was at previously before we moved here, the church we're at now was was built here before or was, was set up long before the Revolutionary War was set up. It spawned off 22 churches in the area or so, something like that. And <clears throat> they're from the Scottish Covenanter line. Um, but the church I was at before, you know, we met outside. That was great. I, I mean, the churches used to meet out in fields, yeah. both here in the States and in Scotland. That's where they went because they wouldn't go to the popish set up kind of, you know, uh, structures that were put up there. But, you know, Jen, I, I think there's something there. You're an encourager. You, 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 you are learning. And as you're learning, you're teaching others. That's one of the great things about a leader is the leader doesn't, doesn't sit there and they think, um, you know, who's going to, who's going to lead me. They're like, I got to find my way. Even if I'm groping in the dark, I got to find my way. And the Bible says his word is a lamp to our feet, a light into our path. And I get this idea that we can see about, you know, a foot or two in front of us, kind of like driving in the fog. We can see a little bit in front of us and God gives us enough light to see where we're at. So we don't get ahead of, of what he's doing in us because the right. Bible says he works in us both to will and to do his good pleasure. So I see that coming out of you and I see other people from what you're saying and from your, your husband, we're going to give him a shout out to uh, yes. that, uh, you know, because he's one of your biggest cheerleaders. I mean, boy, he poured it on. I'm like, Okay, man, I got it. I got it. You love your wife. You think she's like superwoman and all that, uh, but she hasn't. You haven't met my wife. No, I'm just, I'm just teasing. But he, he's your biggest cheerleader out there, and that's great. I'm I'm glad that God's given you a good man uh, to be there alongside you. Now, let, let me let me do this. We're we're coming up on the end of the show. We got about four minutes here, and what I want to do is I want to give. Uh, my blessing to the people here before we before we end the show, and I want to I want to give it over to you. What would be your final exhortation to the people who are listening, whether they have a business or don't have a business, because it'll apply to both of them? Uh, when these things come down, what would be your word of exhortation and encouragement to them as they're facing these kinds of things? Maybe some of them are going to lose their job because they haven't complied in the past. Maybe you know they're going to not be able to go certain places or do certain things. What would be your word of encouragement to them? Um, my word of encouragement would definitely know that you're not alone and that God will provide. Um, gosh, it's, I don't even know what time in the morning it is, but um, I'm on the spot. I'm a little bit of a slow processor, so I'm trying to think of what That's I would okay. say. But I, 
I would say do not comply. I mean, that is the biggest thing because if you comply, uh, you're part of the problem and we want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem. Um, and I would search, ask questions, inquire other businesses and find your people that are around you that are going to stand with you. Um, but God will provide. I mean, even if you don't believe in God, I really believe standing and having that it's a character. I, I think it is character, but faith definitely helps for sure. Um, but he will take care of you. And if you don't know God, I really hope that you do get to know Jesus because it's life is way better with Jesus. Um, I don't know. And then buy beloved cheesecakes. I, I'm not very good at promoting beloved cheesecakes. <laughs> and and that's what we support each other, right? We support local right. and, uh, and support those businesses that are standing for freedom. Uh, I really, really purposely, I don't care. I'll spend a little bit more and support those who have stood. I'll drive uh, to other places that have, you know, distance just to go and support someone Amen. who is standing and being there but yeah just do not comply that's the biggest thing <laughs> well the things that you're talking about is a demonstration of love isn't it and jesus said all men will know you're my disciples by your what by how much you know no by yeah. your love for one another yeah. right and uh, uh we've got questions here does she deliver I, I don't know that she delivers from oregon do you do you mail cheesecakes do you have any oh, of we that? ship cheesecakes oh, okay oh yeah uh, when i was on fox and friends uh, I shipped over 600 cheesecakes. Wow. My business went from uh, a three-minute interview uh, going five miles per hour to 500 miles per hour right after that phone call. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, and see, that's the, way, that's the way the Lord blesses His people. He doesn't bless yeah. everybody that way. He blesses His people that way. And here's the thing. The gospel is to call men to repentance from sin. Because God has demonstrated his love for us in this. While we were sinners, he sent his son, Christ Jesus, to die for us. And not only did he die, he was buried and he was resurrected. He ascended to the Father. He sits at the right hand of God. He is King of kings and Lord of lords. There is a living king, folks. Yes, you yeah. live under a, monarch, a monarchy, whether you like it or not, and his name right. is King Jesus. Jen, if you'll hang on, I'll say goodbye to you off air. I just want to get this in. This is a, the blessing that I like to, to you know, I like to try to do it weekly, but for you guys, may the favor of our Father rest on you this day. May the Father release blessings upon you in your life. May the name of the Father bless the labors of your hand. May the Father bless your household, and may the Father quicken your heart to remember life and death are in the power of the tongue. And may the peace of the Father dwell in your life and bless you in your spirit, your soul, and every fiber of your being. May you experience friendship with the living Yahweh. May you experience peace that surpasses anything you have ever comprehended. May you have your own encounter with the love of Yahweh, and there is no other name in which is given unto man in which we must be saved, healed, delivered. That name in Hebrew is Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, our righteousness. Amen. Guys, have a great day. Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and Common Core Devo be with us tomorrow for Rotten to the Core. See you then, Lord willing. Adios.